Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSIN, which is why we've just released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends. Plus, best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. For as low as $19 and get your newly released NFL betting guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe or Michael Lombardi. Heavily featured in the newly released NFL betting guide as we welcome you back. Fun show on tap today. We'll have Jonathan Von Tobel, our VEASAN NBA betting analyst. Uh, Michael joining us at the top of the 11 o'clock hour Eastern time. JVT was at Summer League last night. The Wembenyama show, oh, even boy. though it wasn't necessarily oh, man. a show. I should. Yeah. I think they should call it uh, summer hype. I don't think it's a yes. league. I think it's summer hype, right? I mean, have you ever heard more? I mean, do you watch some of these games? Does it's anybody? It's not basketball. Hard. It's like, it's just you know, it's it's just everybody just going to do what they want to do, right? Basically, I was just telling our producer Luke behind the glass here at the Circa downtown Las Vegas. Love going in the past because it was just an amazing free for all networking thing. All the big media guys were there. It used to not be a whole lot of fans, and yes, the games were definitely secondary, maybe even tertiary to what was actually going on at Summer League. Now it's just this huge event, and now you, I mean, it was basically sold out at the Thomas and Mack Center last night. Wemben Yama, the number one pick, Brandon Miller, the number two pick for Charlotte, and both of those guys kind of looked like deer in the headlights, and uh, yeah. let the overreaction commence is all I will say. So <laughs> we'll have yes. more. I'll be interested to see what JVT thinks. Yeah, yeah I, I, he I, was thought, there last I watched night, the yeah. clips this morning, and I thought, oh, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I think it's a lot like draft picks. Don't judge until they get going. Right. Yes. I mean, let's just give it some time. And the Spurs coaches literally said they had they had two plays installed for summer league. Like it was, yeah. This was not meant to be the full throated offense. So uh, Wemon Yama struggled in his pro debut. If you missed that two for 13 from the field last night, we'll have JVT on uh, in a little bit. And we'll also uh, get some. Get some thoughts from the East Coast. Thomas Borgata, our guy over at Thomas Gable at the Borgata. I love calling him Thomas uh, Borgata, though, Michael. That's like my nickname for him. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll join us a little bit later on uh, from AC as we continue on a Saturday morning edition of the Lombardi Line. Uh, we're talking summer hype. And by the way, just to, to, to pay off that to tease from before the break, I mentioned four receivers in NFL history, Michael, who had mm-hmm. at least five 1,000-yard seasons from their age 31 
career seasons and beyond. Who do you think those five receivers are in NFL history? Or four receivers? Well, one of them is Jerry Rice for sure. He is the all. He had seven. The only guy to ever do that. The other three had five. Yeah, I I would say Terrell Owens would be another. He did not Uh, get there, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, How about Tim Brown? Yes, he is on the list. Tim Brown. I, I, I thought. Uh, let me think here. Tim Brown. Uh, how about Chris Carter? You know, he's kind of a sleeper in that area. Yes. He played. So Marvin Harrison would be another one, I guess. It, Tim Brown, Chris Carter. The, I think the last one, a lot of people wouldn't get, uh, Jimmy Smith, very underrated. Uh, NFL wow. Receiver. There you Jimmy go. Smith, you know, Jimmy Smith was interesting. I worked Jimmy Smith out at Jackson state when he came out and he had this kind of like Really slow-moving career early, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he took off, and he became dynamic. I, I mean, had Jimmy Smith played now, oh, I mean, he would be even a, you know, he was a great receiver, and you drove to the stadium. You worried about Jimmy Smith from Jackson State. You really did. Yeah, a, a late bloomer, but ended up, I mean, to be in the same category as Tim Brown, Chris Carter, and Jerry Rice. We're talking NFL history here. Right? That's pretty pretty impressive. Uh, and you were also earlier talking Summer hype. That might be what the summer league is now called. But we also have a lot of hype in the NFL because there's all it, you never hear a ton of negativity, right? When you do the team previews, uh, Michael. And so some of the headlines I wanted to get to today. Uh, first, Houston, AFC South, all sorts of new pieces there. You have a new head coach, D'Amico Rines, Bobby Slowick, a new offensive coordinator coming over from San Francisco. We're both of them. And just see, seeing some quotes the other day on Pat McAfee's show, show you've been on quite a bit, Michael, in the past. Mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil, offensive lineman, uh, his Quote from yesterday, it's a whole new vibe, man. He is he is drinking the D'Amico Ryan's Kool-Aid uh, for a Texans team that is viewed to at least uh, not be a total doormat this year. Six and a half now in the win total uh, as they are still yeah. the long shots to win that division. But uh, how realistic do you, do you view this, this turnaround happening with all the new parts, the new pieces? Uh, certainly a lot of reason to be excited in general, I would say long term. But what can we realistically expect here in 23? You know, I, I think this is – well, first of all, I think the reason for the optimism is because you're not firing D'Amico Ryans after a year. Okay, let's put that out there, right? Like they've gone they've gone through David Culley, they've gone to Lovey Smith, and now they're at D'Amico Ryans. So D'Amico Ryans has a six-year contract at significant money and the promise of at least getting six years or five years to fix the mess that's been created. Whereas in the past, everybody was unsure – and so one and done creates a lot of, I want to say, unsettlement within an organization. And everybody knew when they hired David Culley that David never been a coordinator before in the league. He certainly never been a head coach before. So how was this going to work out? And it didn't. And then Lovey Smith came in. And if you follow Lovey Smith's career from the time he left Tampa or when it was fired from Tampa through the Chicago, through the University of Illinois, he'd not had very many winning seasons. So you knew that was going to be problematic. But I think to me, more than anything, now that they have this, they're going to be able to develop a system and a style of play that's conducive to what D'Amico wants to run, especially defensively. And a lot of this is going to depend, are they right about C.J. Stroud? I mean, let's face it, they gave up a lot to get him. They used all the assets up uh, that they got. They basically acquired for Deshaun Watson to then go ahead and give it back for C.J. Stroud. The owner wasn't going to go through the season without a quarterback, right? Nick Cesario, he wanted to have a, a D, Will Anderson, the defensive lineman, but they also wanted to have a young – because they wanted to get people to come to the stadium and feel enthusiastic about it, right? So they needed to get a quarterback, and so they made the trade and ended up with a first and a second round, two first picks, and they get C.J. Stroud, and they get 
Will Anderson and mm-hmm. now they can kind of start getting this thing going a little bit here. No, no question. I think the the because the exciting part of it for me as well is is the Bobby Slowick piece coming in from San Francisco. Where you go from yeah. the Pep Hamilton. You came up in the West Coast offense. Pep Hamilton was running the No Coast offense. Uh, that didn't go very well. <laughs> Davis Mills is a quarterback. Advanced analytics. I mean, advanced analytics, eye test, anything you wanted to look at. He was about as bad as he, now, as he got minute, in the NFL. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You cannot, you cannot critique Davis Mills without, you know, Justin Fields had a great season last year. Did you compare those two numbers? I, we, 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 are not good. we don't have to go down that path, okay? I was actually going to throw out the – I just want to say, uh, when, you knock, when you knock Davis Mills, you better make sure you mention <laughs> that his numbers are just as good as Justin Fields yes. when you knock him. I mean, technically, yes. Yes. I was going to say Baker Mayfield, only quarterback worse in, the, in my favorite metric, your, your favorite metric as well. I know, Michael, completion percentage over expectation. Only your guy Baker Mayfield worse uh, than Davis Mills a season ago. But this is an re- offense that will look so radically different now under Bobby Slowick. And they've made adjustments on the offensive line, bringing in Isaiah Wynn from New England. I, I view that O-line as, as a group that, instead of being a bottom-of-the-barrel unit, has the potential to at least be mediocre yeah. in this upcoming season with a dynamic yeah. young running back in Damian Pierce back off injury. Like, there are reasons to be excited, right, about Houston. It, it's, it just might not translate to wins in year one because of the general lack of personnel. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, Shaq Mason was, going, was a cap casualty down in to Tampa Bay. He comes in, and they sign him to a huge contract. Robert Woods was a cap casualty in Tennessee. Didn't play well. He They gets a contract. So, you know, there's some questionable moves here. I think the real issue is going to be, look, last year, Jerry Hughes was really good on defense. And Will Anderson comes in. How good will Will Anderson be? They gave Malik Collins a huge contract. They'll be better defensively. Perryman, the linebacker from Las Vegas last year, is a really good player. In fact, he's undersized. Can he stay healthy? Remember, they still have, you know, when you look at this team, it's kind of interesting. When they drafted Stingley, I said to myself, how can you draft Stingley at the fifth pick or fourth pick in the draft when you're a cover two team? So now they're going to be a cover three team, which is with D'Amico Ryan's, the the Seattle cover three. There are pieces there. Certainly there are pieces there, Ben. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, to win seven games, to cash a ticket, I think would be rather hard. If they got the six wins, I think it would be a great year for D'Amico Ryans. But all this is predicated on how good is C.J. Stroud. Absolutely. And, and we're, I think I also said to Isaiah Wynn earlier, yeah, Shaq Mason, new uh, right guard coming in from, uh, from New England there to the Houston offensive line. And that's the thing. We've seen reports that it's been all, all good. It's, that's what you'd expect in the summer months from C.J. Stroud. But it's like how, how quickly do you expect that transition actually to happen, Michael? And then what is that learning curve going to be? We see rookies tend to struggle. I would at least say – if it's in this slow offensive system where he, he's going to use a lot of pre-snap motion, you figure a lot of play action, things that C.J. Stroud actually did well with at Ohio State, if you go back, he led all of FBS as far as passing yards when using pre-snap motion. It's obviously apples to oranges, though, when you're talking going from the Big Ten now to the NFL. But still, I think there's reason yeah. to be optimism, even understanding there will be a lot of rookie struggles early on. Yeah, yeah no question. I mean, look, remember this, the Saturday game, to the Sunday game is a, is really Los Angeles to New York. It's a huge gap. Yep. And, you know, C.J. Shroud spent most of his career looking like that and waiting for somebody to tell him what the play was. That ain't happening on the Sunday game. And so there's going to be a learning curve. And how quickly does he learn that? Whereas Bryce Young was kind of running a pro style of offense closer to the Sunday game. So we'll see how it works out. But look, he certainly, when he has time to throw the ball, sets his feet, and feels comfortable, 
he can make some throws. There's no question. Now Houston with a six and a half win total. Both Houston and Indianapolis shared six and a half win total this year. Houston is that long shot as far as the divisional odds in 2023. We'll talk some more hype later on. Lions, Jaguars, a couple of teams getting a lot of summer hype. But up next, we'll continue our team by team outlooks as we go to Baltimore and the Ravens next right here on the Lombardi line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi priority notify with your Amex platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral, because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you, paid for by NHTSA. As we welcome you back on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, I'm Ben Wilson, and for Femi, Michael is with us, and we have a special uh, guest handicapper. We have a special is that, guest, that's going a on? special handicapper, yes. <laughs> wow. She, she definitely likes the, the Browns on the overtotal. That's what she just told me here. So this is my granddaughter, Sienna, who just turned 19 months, and she is very much involved in the betting markets here. So she's going to look and to see what she thinks for the Ravens. You know, she made a point about the Ravens to me about, you know, they won 10 games last year and they lost the last two games of the season. So, you know, everybody thinks it's doom and gloom, but I don't know. The Ravens are still right, Sienna. What do you think? I mean, the second you said okay. betting market, that Sienna flashed the biggest smile I think I've ever yeah. seen out of a 19-month-old, yeah, no. Michael. She's, she's <laughs> very well trained over there. Let's go. Yeah, she's very well trained. She's trained all of us is exactly what she's done. She's been really good. It's been a delight to have her here. And she's going to be back. So she's working on this. And now she's working on, a, on, on all her pens and colors. So we got that all handled, right, Sienna? I love it. The color coordination. So we'll let her go. Great. All right. We'll Wait. let her go. Way to go, Sienna. There you go. I w- you know, I wish I was a national TV star at 19 months old, but, you know, Sienna's yeah. just do- doing big things. 
doing she's things. A, she doesn't understand why I put her down. <laughs> she wants she wants more. She wants more. From, she wants more. She wants Grandpa to come Michael. back for more. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah that is amazing. So, all right, so you had a high on, maybe, you know, maybe high on, uh, on Cleveland overs here. Uh, what about uh, this, the Siena thoughts on Baltimore this year? And just the general thought here where uh, we get into our team-by-team -team previews uh, for 2023 and uh, Baltimore – a, a team that is in a fascinating position, Michael, just because of the always high expectations there in the DMV. You have a, a nine and a half uh, win total this yeah. year for the Ravens. And now with Lamar Jackson back and, and a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin, we've heard a lot of uh, very enticing comments in the press from Todd Munkin about what this offense will look like. And, and the question now becomes, all right, how much of that is just offseason fodder and how much is a realistic change in approach for Baltimore on offense this year? Well, I mean, look, they won 10 games last year. I think we lose sight of that, right? And, you know, Huntley's their quarterback, and they went through their offense, struggled to score points. I mean, think about that. They're one and three down the stretch. They scored three points against Cleveland. They scored 17 against Atlanta with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. They scored six, 13 against Pittsburgh, and they scored 16 against – so they couldn't really score. I mean, the last game they scored in the 20s was you have to go back to right after Thanksgiving when they lost to Jacksonville 28-27, and they had the lead in that game. So anything's going to help them offensively. They averaged over five yards a carry just to straight on the running game. But unfortunately, they couldn't make any explosive plays in the passing game. And they've done a lot to address that, right? So Bateman comes back, first-round pick. They get him back. You know, they sign Odell Beckham. They draft Zay Flowers in the first round, and they get their star quarterback back, and they're claiming that they are going to really spend more time trying to throw the football down the field and make more explosive plays. Will it work? I think it can work if they throw the ball in the middle of the field. I mean, Lamar Jackson's best season was when he had two tight ends, Hayden Hurst and he had Mark Andrews. Now, he still has Mark Andrews and can likely be the other tight end, maybe. But when he throws the ball inside the numbers, Lamar Jackson is a very effective passer. And you think about what also helps and helps predicate throwing the ball downfield. It's great offensive line protection. That has been a staple of Baltimore's offense now for a few years. Uh, Michael, generally viewed as a top-five offensive line, least penalized offensive line in football in 2022. What, there was one subtle change, though, this year where they, uh, they lose Ben Powers in free agency, who is a very good left guard, bring in Ben Cleveland, to replace him. I mean, I'm a big fan of anybody named Ben coming into an NFL offensive line, Michael, <laughs> but what, what, what change do you view with that, uh, at least that small adjustment at, uh, at the left guard spot, considering the rest of that offensive line is still intact here for 23? Well, I think it's a great question, Ben, and I don't think it has anything to do with personnel. I think it has everything to do with philosophy, right? So when you're a run-dominating team like San Francisco, like the Denver Broncos with Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, right? When you're into that mode where you're so heavy play action that your run blocking is so vital and everything feeds off your run blocking, are you going to be good enough to run a drop back pass game? And all of a sudden, Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses are going to have to pass protect without the benefit of being a run heavy offense. That's going to change philosophically how they protect what they do, and it's going to expose some limitations. I think you saw that in Denver. Denver, you know, when, when Sean Payton comes in, the first thing he did was try to revamp the offensive line. So we think, you know, they want to get players that can do different things. The thing about the NFL that's so different is offensive linemen in one city and to another city may not mesh because of the scheme and because of what's being asked in the protection. So for me, it isn't so much can Ben Cleveland handle the job. It's 
are they going to be able to be a drop-back pass team, something that they've never been with John Harbaugh, really? I mean, you have to go back to the Joe Flacco days. And Joe Flacco was at his best when Gary Kubiak was running a run-based offense. So it, this is going to be the – that's something I'm going to look at in the preseason to really see how they're handling it. And then the other factor is Ronnie Stanley is one of their highest – is their highest paid player on the team, and he never stays healthy. They've got to fix mm-hmm. that. No no question. Well, that's why a lot of times when you see a team make these, these drastic changes, you probably assume there are going to be some sort of early season struggles, right? And that's why now in the, in the, the sports betting world we live in where you can bet futures every single week – there are really good opportunities to buy low on teams, say like a Baltimore, if you were to get off to a slower start. But I actually look at this team, Michael, and even if we presume there are going to be some struggles, you look at how their season opens where they get two of the yeah. first three weeks, Houston at home, Indianapolis at home, two rebuilding teams out of the AFC South. That sandwich with a big road date at Cincinnati week two. But you would presume two and one should be the expectation coming out of your first three weeks before back-to-back divisional road games at Cleveland and at Pittsburgh. By that time, you have to feel pretty good if you're head coach John Harbaugh about getting your new system implemented and feeling really, really good about how that will play out over a 60-minute span, right? Uh, I think getting the Bengals early in the season is the best thing you can do. The Bengals have started the last two years at 5-4. and four. What you don't want to do is play the Bengals at the end of the year when they're peaking, when they're starting to play their best football. Because remember, the Bengals... You know, they didn't do much in the OTA world. They're not a big mini camp. Their training camps are fairly light. They start slow. Remember the Pittsburgh game, how poorly they played in that mm-hmm. game and lost. They turned the ball over five times. So, yeah, I mean, you could easily go to Cleveland at 3-0. and They could easily go to Cleveland at 3-0. and And if you get Cincinnati early, it, it's a benefit. But, you know, one thing about Baltimore, again, they won 10 games last year. If, I bet you if you ask most people – out there, what did ball? What was Baltimore's record? Nobody would believe they won ten. Now they lose the tiebreaker to Miami because Miami had that huge comeback in week two, and beat them forty. You know what? They beat them forty-two thirty-eight. So, you know they were close with a backup quarterback. So you got to believe with Lamar back, they're going to be able to have a good season. It's going to be hard because the North. I think the North is everybody talks about the West, AFC West, but this North has got four legitimate teams that you could all make the case are playoff teams. Absolutely. And that's why I was just, I was just pulling up some of the odds on, because for a lot of these, these big-name teams, you have odds on who will defeat Team A first, and you have odds right now on who will defeat the Cincinnati Bengals first. I was just curious what the Ravens' number was, since that's the Week 2 opponent. It's plus 340, but even for Week 1, like that is not an easy game for Cincinnati to open the season at Cleveland, who a lot of people no. are going to be high on with now having Deshaun Watson a full year off season to develop in that system under head coach Kevin Stefanski, always a tough team from a physicality perspective to play right out of the gates with that good offensive line with a good running game uh, led by Nick Chubb at running back. So I'm, that's why I wouldn't necessarily bet into that market because there's a situation there where, where Cincinnati will have two really difficult games right out of the shoot. Yeah, and they and they have not been a great starting team as again five and four after nine two years in a row now. Let's one year they make the Super Bowl, and another year they just they've just almost make they lose a divisional conference game closely, right? So they build that second half of the season. So we'll see if that's changed if Zach Taylor's going to operate because you know he starts off with two divisional games, you know, and you go down o two in divisional games, it's hard to win the tiebreakers as Baltimore found out last year. As they absolutely did. The other question I have for you as far as just this philosophical change now on the Baltimore offense for 2023, we've watched Lamar Jackson at quarterback get injured. It's been a constant thing. B. 
because of how run heavy that team was. Do you view if they are to go all in on this new pass happy approach? Is that a, a pro as far as Lamar staying healthier? Well, I think it's how they run it, right? If you're just going to go RPOs and he's going to read the option and he's going to hold the ball and pull it, he's going to get hit quite a bit. But if you are a bootleg, naked, kind of move him in the pocket type of run game, I don't think the Ravens can lose their run game. I think they have to run the football. I think they're married to the run game by the, the talent of their offensive line and how they have developed that line. So I do think that, but I think they're going to take more shots and I think they're going to be more hard play action. And I would not be surprised if he's under center more, which is what he should be. Mm -hmm. When he's in shotgun, he becomes a little bit vulnerable to being hit more. When you're under center, you know, that handoff, fake handoff, all that stuff helps the quarterback. Nine and a half win total for Baltimore this year. Just like all those AFC North teams, it is going to be a slog of a schedule in 2023. Uh, We will continue, though, with more NFL team-by-team discussion up next because we've got that summer hype, Mike. we got to get into a couple of teams. Detroit, Jacksonville, want to get your thoughts next here on a weekend edition of the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
We welcome you back for the final time on the Lombardi line. Big thanks to uh, Luke, Jeremy, our producer, technical directors, uh, JB in the house as well. Everybody else helping out here with the show from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook studio. The handle coming up next on VEASAN with Matt Brown and Dave Ross. We're looking forward to that for the next three hours. Uh, Michael, I'm, I'm about to throw a rogue coach of the year number at you. See what you, what you think on this. I'm surprised that I even uh -oh. gravitated towards this. I, I know, I know, I know. I, I even told myself, like, Ben, what are you doing? Why are you going, why are you looking down the board? But, all right, I looked at the, because really this award is overachieving based on expectation. And I looked at the eight teams that are all the second favorite in their respective divisions right now. So of those eight teams, those respective coaches are anywhere from about 14 to one. Arthur Smith is the shortest of those guys with Atlanta. Down to about 35 to one for the most part. There's one guy, though, of, of that list. Because, again, I, my thought is, if you were a team that is the second division favorite, and let's say you're in a division with a really, really good number one favorite team, and you beat them to win the division, naturally, your coach is going to be right there in the mix. He's going to be a finalist for yep. coach of the year. So why is Dallas's Mike McCarthy 50-1 to 1 when you have this juggernaut Eagles team as the favorite? And if Dallas is somehow able to win that NFC East division – there's a legitimate path where McCarthy is at least going to get votes, especially with an assumption that now that Kellen Moore is gone as offensive coordinator, McCarthy is doing much more. That's the perception. I don't know if that's the reality, but it's the yeah. perception. And I keep coming back to that number and saying, really, McCarthy, 50 to 1? That's a crazy number to me. Well, I mean, Mike, again, this is all the perception market. Pittsburgh's not going to make the playoffs. Detroit's going to be electric. They both finished down the stretch, right? It's all how the narrative works. I mean, you think Mike McCarthy never coached in a playoff game. The guys won a Super Bowl, right? I mm -hmm. mean, the guy, no, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. Okay, well, last year, Matt LaFleur had Aaron Rodgers. He didn't, you know, they didn't get to the, the Matt LaFleur hasn't gotten to a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers before. So uh, Mike, Mike McCarthy has a perception that he's not a great head coach. Now, I give him credit. I think what he did finally this year is say, okay, Here's what I want. I want to call the game. I don't want Kellen Moore as my coordinator. Because remember, you know, Jerry Jones, the general manager, de facto uh, head of all operations there, he wanted Kellen Moore. Mike took that job with the understanding that Kellen Moore was going to call plays. And, you know, that didn't work for him because there was no symmetry between offense, defense, and the kicking game. And McCarthy wants to take that over. And he wants to protect his quarterback, Dak Prescott, who takes a lot of heat for these interceptions that are all, you know, we everybody just looks at the interception total and say, well, Dak threw 15 picks. It's all Dak. Well, not really. I mean, the interception he throws that lets Jacksonville win the game was a drop pass, right? Mm -hmm. So all not all interceptions are the same. We, we really should do a better job as much as we use analytics to break it down. Is the interception the fall of the quarterback, the receiver, the system, the play call, whatever? instead of it all laying at the quarterback's feet. So I like the McCarthy play. Look, they won 12 games last year. You know, they won, they, and they had a chance to, you know, the, the second half in Philly when they played them, you know, they got behind, they came back, they were playing, you, you know, they were playing with Cooper Rush. They couldn't do it. Dak came back. I like it. I think to me, they still need one more runner. They need mm -hmm. to add another back to their team. Because I do think even though Zeke's not the same back we thought he was, he scored 12 touchdowns last year. He did. And by the way, Benham Jim, we flashed the odds up a second ago. He is down to 30-1 to 1 at that book. But there are multiple other books where, where he is tied with Andy Reid of Kansas City and Todd Bowles of Tampa as the longest of shots. And you know, for Andy Reid, unless the Chiefs go 17-0, and unless Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers do the unthinkable and win the NFC South out of nowhere, despite the personnel they have, yeah. 
Those, like, there's no way those coaches are winning coach of the year. I don't know yeah. how you could lump McCarthy in with those two guys. That, that's my point on this, and that's why I, the numbers I, I are starting to reflect. I disagree with it. you. I mean, look, Mike Tomlin did as good a coaching job as anybody in the National Football League did last year, and he couldn't, you know, nobody was going to give him coach of the year. You know, you, can, you know, some of the best coaching jobs are when you win nine games. I mean, it, 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 you have to be able to overcome some things, right? And McCarthy's 12 wins was fairly impressive. And look, let's face it, they mailed the last game of the year in or else he's got, you know, if they play, if they have to play Washington in a real game, they're going to be 13 and four. Yeah, right there out there for him. I mean, we had, I remember we had the conversation midseason last year before everything just fell apart for Tennessee where we were going, why is Mike Vrabel 100 to one? The job he's doing is amazing. So it's why I, I generally despise these awards. We are relying on the voters because yep. it's not a true reflection of, of the job being done. It's all about perception, right. but you know, there's a perception all, out there that, that McCarthy is just this doofus who's never done anything. And if he has right. a big season, you could see it happen. I complained all year about the offense. I called Kellen Moore joystick. Okay. And here's what you really just need to understand why Mike McCarthy made the change. Mike McCarthy has an elite defense. There's no question. Anybody will argue with that, right? It's an elite defense. Parsons, uh, you know, uh, Diggs, they, they're, they're talented on every level, okay? Last year, last year, they played more defense than they did offense because they wouldn't control the pace of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, with this offense that they have, just think about this, Ben. If they average 32 minutes with the football, or let's give them 31-30, and the defense plays 28-30, that defense is going to be even better. That's going to be even better. And that's all McCarthy's trying to do. All these people that are killing McCarthy for because he said he wants to run the ball missed the entire point of what he's trying to accomplish. He wants to play less defense. He wants to control the pace of the game by running it. Maybe I'm not saying slowing the game down, but getting a control part of the game, which helps his defense play less defense which makes them better. Absolutely. So I, if you're looking at long shots and you want, you want some value, you want something where you could actually tie a legitimate outcome to potentially happening, McCarthy's there in that, in that coach of the year market. Uh, all right, as we wrap up the show today, we've, we've talked a lot about summer hype today. Uh, Michael, I was reading articles. There's multiple uh, going on right now as far as these team previews, but NFL.com, so Adam Rank, I do this whole breakdown on why he is all in on the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023. And you think about a team that has not yet made back-to-back. -back, they haven't even had a winning season after a playoff appearance in this millennium. Remember, they did it four straight years. You go back in the late 90s of the run they had under Tom Coughlin as a head coach. But they've yet to back up success, at least recently. They're the overwhelming favorite to win the AFC South at minus 165 a year after going from Worst to first in that division. So a lot of summer hype here on Jacksonville. What, what, what are your latest thoughts here as we get ready for training camp to start? Well, w once again, I think Jacksonville's a beneficiary of the perception at the end of the year. I mean, they easily should have lost to the Chargers. They should have been a one playoff done. I mean, let's go back. Tennessee's got them. It's Tennessee's playing with Joshua Dobbs and half their team, and they almost win that game. And then they get behind against the Chargers. And next thing you know, the Chargers, because they refuse to control the pace of the game, let them back in. And then the Chiefs just really kind of control it. I think to me, look, I love Calvin Ridley. And I think Calvin Ridley will really help them. If you analyze their numbers from the playoffs, you know, their offense, which is supposed to be so explosive, they averaged under 10 yards of reception in the two playoff games mm -hmm. because it became hard. They didn't have somebody to vertically stretch the outside. And maybe Ridley can give them that. But when you watch this, I mean, they gave up 44 points in the first half in the two playoff games. 
They were behind 44 to 17 in playoff games in the first half. Now they rallied in the second half. They closed it, you know, to make it look like their point differential wasn't bad. But the reality is, is they were not a true playoff team. They got there and they deserved it. But when you're analyzing this, there's a hard margin, a large margin for some slippage here, especially if you're playing a first-place schedule. Absolutely. I'm just not in the business of paying the big premium, the tax on teams that go out of nowhere one year and all of a sudden are just penciled in as that team to keep carrying the torch into division. Even though it's not viewed as a great division on paper, why would I tie my money up on a yeah. minus 165 price? Just uh, just crazy to well, me. The it seems like we're in lockstep. We're running, we're running away with, oh, my God, Trevor Lawrence has come of age. Okay, has he really? I think Trevor Lawrence, I love them coming out. I think he's got generational-type talent, but it hasn't manifested itself consistently yet. I mean, they averaged 5-9 a completion in the playoff games. His quarterback rating was just a 72.1. He threw five touchdowns and five picks. Like, don't tell me he's played at an elite level when you look at those numbers and you watch the tape of those games. Still a lot of room to grow for quarterback Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville this year. As we wrap up the show, been a lot of fun today. Femi Bebefe, he's back from vacation tomorrow. Uh, he'll be in for Uh-oh. Stormy Bonatoni because uh, Stormy, it's the Bachelorette party weekend. So, we, you know, yeah. pour one out for God, Stormy. Somebody, so, so we, yeah, we better find out where she is. We need I, to figure that out. There might be a pool involved today somewhere in, uh, in the greater <laughs> Las Vegas area. Michael, great to be with you as always. Thanks to uh, Luke, Thank our you, producer, ben. Jeremy, Appreciate our technical you. director behind the glass. Up next, it is it? the handle uh, here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 